What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Darry Lips, and we are back from our week off. And this one is more a quick review of what wrestling I've watched, um, a quick update on what we are doing as a podcast, what the plan is. Obviously, we're quite new. We totally understand that, you know, there's only a few of you that listen, and I appreciate the ones that do, but this is something that I've always wanted to do. The podcast is means a lot to me. Having my own podcast was kind of the point I wanted to get to, and I know that things are going to are gonna take time. We're going to find the right style. Um, obviously, me and Wolfie had a sort of plan, and um, that didn't work out. Um and you need to go check the boy out on Bleacher Report, by the way. He's done his own Manchester United rebuild on FIFA. Definitely go and support your boy. Um, but yeah, so I've spent the week trying to think of a format, trying to think of what I wanted to do. And basically, um, next week there will be a new host. We have reached out to, uh, with me, uh, we have reached out to some fellow content creators who I would call the encyclopedia of wrestling. He knows a lot. And we're going to turn it more into a bit of a chat. Like we're going to reminisce. We're going to talk about um, like reviews. We're going to talk about wrestling we've watched, wrestlers that we miss. Um, he watches a lot of wrestling just like me. Um, and so that is what the plan is. Um, now I'm recording this on the, the Monday afternoon. So I haven't seen... No, it's the Monday night. That's the lie. Uh, it's gone five o'clock now. So I haven't seen Raw for this week. Um... I haven't uh, I haven't had any other chance to do anything else other than talk about full gear. Okay, that's what I'm here to do this week is full gear. So the new host is coming, all of that set up. I haven't had a chance to do anything else but full gear. Um, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, the, the end, do you know, like, it's funny. I said this to a friend. Like, the MJF thing's not really a big turn. Let's just cut to the big talking point. For me, if WWE had booked a Jericho, like, a match that had been built up like Jericho Cody like that, um, can you imagine the outcry? Just imagine that you was watching a WWE pay-per-view and someone threw the towel in that's got as much hype as Cody Rhodes. Ah... And then you put the two things into perspective. I think that's the issue I'm having is that if that had been a WWE ending, there would be all hell to pay right now. Absolute hell to pay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Don't know. I loved it, though. It was a great pay-per-view. Let's get the bad talk out of the way first. Um the opening women's match was a bit clunky. I think that's more for Priestley. She just doesn't... just doesn't do anything at the minute for me. Um, yeah, she looks really clunky. Britt Baker is amazing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was good. It was good. Don't get me wrong, it was a good match. But yeah, Priestley just looks a bit weird. Um cutting off some of Priestley's hair was a bit extreme, but I like it. Um, Young Bucks and LAX, well, sorry, Santana on T's. Um, it wasn't over the top like I was expecting, but I'm guessing because they were early, they were just going to have 
a good match. But then if they weren't doing over the top stuff, I think it went on a bit too long. Um, it started to feel like filler. It was good. It was like, there was good story in it. There was um, some good old school pops and stuff. I get it. Um, don't know. Yeah, just, it was all right. I mean, the rock and, rock and roll was making the save. Um, that was quite funny. I did enjoy that. Like, he's a 62-year-old man. But anyway. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, then Hangman Page versus Bastard uh, Pack. The Bastard. Sorry, I should say. Um, again, it was a really good match. Like, And I don't want it to sound like it was a really good match. But don't you feel like... I don't, I'm not, but I'm, I don't, I'm not feeling Hangman Page. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe everyone's going to tell me I'm wrong. But the dude, dude isn't as good as I think that he's being booked. Like, I honestly don't. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm just not sold on Page beating Pack right now. Like, Pack's been hot. So I don't know. I don't know. It was a really good match though. Again, 20 minutes was a bit long seeing that they weren't doing anything to go to that next level. I'm guessing they were just trying to save it for what was coming later in the card. But for me, it wasn't really uh it wasn't really a good enough match. Yeah, so yeah, it was interesting. It was a good match though. I don't I don't want this to I'm trying to be objective, you know? Like I don't think Hangman Page needed the win. I don't and I'm not buying it. I'm not sold on Hangman Page beating Pack. I'm not sold on it. Um and again it just felt like there was something missing, like wanting the next level um, Sean Spears, Joey Janela was probably the worst match of the card. I mean, I did enjoy it, but it was a bit flat. They didn't really, again, it was just a bit flat, but I think that was the only bad match of the card. I'm not going to lie, but, it, and it was still pretty good. Like it was still pretty good. It was, you know, Sean Spears looking pretty good. Um, the tag match, our oh, private party and, and Lucha Bros. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's, it was a bit slow at the beginning, but it ended really well. I think the tag team division of AEW is on fire right now. Like, it's on fire. Um, and then the fake Pentagon being Christopher Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the end. And the tag team division, whoever's writing it, has definitely got, is a tag team guy. You know, the producer of this tag team division is 100% a tag team guy because... Yeah, AEW's tag division is huge. And you can see that they obviously haven't got many women producers or people that have experienced much women wrestling because that's like the other end of the scale. Um, but yeah, for me, hot stuff tag team right now. Uh, Riho and Emi Sakura. Um, yeah, I think the best AEW women's match I've seen. Um I think so. It was really good work from them them two. Uh it's like a they teacher versus student. It was speed. Yes, okay. I think we all knew how it was gonna end, but the match told a told a good story. Uh Rio is hot right now. She's probably she is quite rightly the champion of um the women's division. Like she's quite right, AEW's women's champion. Lost all my words there. But it's all right. We're just going to keep it in. We don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed that match. Best women's match I've seen on AEW. 100%. And then, of course, the Jericho Cody match. Great match. Best thing of the card up until that point. Um, the work was great. The story was great. Uh, yeah. Didn't feel like it was too long. I can't believe they went on with 30 minutes. Um 
I'm just not sure of the end. I mean, the, the good thing is now, I, I, everyone's saying, oh, he's heel turned. I mean, has MJF ever been anything other than a heel? Like, I don't think so. Like, 100% no. Um, he's always been a heel, and he always will be. But I think what it's done now is it's freed him up to be the spectacular arsehole he's, he's going to be. Like, he is ready for this opportunity, you know? Like, MJF is like, right, this is my time in the spotlight. I'm going to take it with both hands. <laughs> and he is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I loved it. Um, give the man a mic on Wednesday straight away. Like, they've got to build on it straight away. Um, I guess, the thing is, as I think the, the finish worked. Like, if you watch the match, I just... I, I find it amusing when people are sort of... I mean, it was a bit of a... For such a spectacular match, it's a dud finish. Like, if it had been a WWE match... I mean, I don't think it's going to go on to the levels of Hell in a Cell that I've seen some people trying to defend. You know, I'm I'm not here to defend WWE or anything like that. So, yeah. Uh, amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Right, then the unsanctioned John Moxley-Kenny Omega match. Lovely. Um... Uh, if it had been shorter, I think, I don't know how to explain this one. It definitely delivered on the violence and everything that they, they promised to build. Like, they promised the violence that was coming, like, 100%. And we got it. Um, I just, I... <sighs> we don't need to see another one of them for a while. And I think there was too much looking for the holy shit spots. I think it was too much. It was a great match. And again, please, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. That's the point of this. You know, and people have to put things into perspective. But again, um, I don't think we need to see another one for a while. Because I just don't think it's interesting uh, as much as deep as that went. I don't think it should have been as much holy shit spots. Yes, I get why Moxley won, but the Bucks and Omega cannot, like, Omega cannot take many more losses. To get him over in the States like he was in Japan, other than, like, hardcore fans, casual fans are not going to be looking at Kenny Omega as they did in, in Japan and how we do, how we know Kenny Omega if he takes many more defeats. He needs to start winning and he needs to start winning fast and big, you know, um, for me, like, I think that's enough Omega taking the hit for these other guys, you know, um, so yeah, overall, great pay-per-view, it was a great pay-per-view, and the, the, the Wednesday show before it was a great go-home show, like, everything was great, like, they built up this, they, they have a plan you know AEW is is gonna be fine um i think tony khan come out saying too didn't he saying the hardcore matches might ease up i mean i think i think moxley omega was was amazing like and it was so good to see like a proper extreme rules violent match you know non-sanctioned match i love it like it's been a long time but it also showed like maybe i don't miss it as much as i thought because i just think 40 minutes of you know there was the point though when he was sweeping the barbed wire thing on his back, I was like, oh, dude, what am I watching? This is amazing. Like, I've missed it. Don't get me wrong, I've missed it. Just don't think they need to show it much anymore. Right. Right, into WWE. 
Um, obviously, the build has been for Survivor Series, NXT takeovers, all over the shop. Um, okay, and I'm gonna probably. So I was super hyped for it from the from SmackDown, from SmackDown into Raw. I'm like, yeah, and then NXT was just winning. Like NXT just so dominant for the performance center show. Like uh, they just overhyped NXT because now that kind of means they're going to get whooped in their Survivor Series. They're going to lose. They booked him too hard. You know, like for me, they've just booked him too hard. It was, it was good to see, but I don't know. They booked NXT to almost look untouchable. And is that really what Raw and SmackDown with the ratings they're getting needed to do was make NXT look untouchable. Everyone already thinks NXT is untouchable anyway. You didn't need to book it. You know, we actually think NXT's got the best roster that could take out any of the main roster guys. You didn't need to to make them look untouchable, you know? So, I don't know. It's It was a strange one. I think it got overkilled. Um... I liked the bit on NXT with AJ Styles going to NXT. Uh, I did enjoy that and the Finn Balor stuff. And then just randomly out of all this storyline, Adam Cole still attacking Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, <laughs> don't know. Don't know. Um, and then we announced that we get, in the middle of all this, that we get Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I feel like they've dropped a ball with an opportunity they could have had. We could have seen Adam Cole versus Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar. We could have seen AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roderick Strong. You know, they we, we were about to see uh, the Revival versus Viking Raiders versus Undisputed Area. Uh, area? Era. And now we're getting New Day instead of the Revival. I just, uh, you know, Baszler v. Bailey v. Becky. Fine. And then, but then Brock v. Ray, I uh, don't know. Don't get me started. I feel that they've, they've, it started with super hype. Best SmackDown in years that I watched. Best SmackDown in years that I watched. And then it kind of, they just overkilled it. Like for me, they, they took it too far. And it was no good. You know, in the end, I think they spoiled it. They spoiled their own storyline a little bit. And I think it's bad. Um, it's funny, like the most watched Raw segment on YouTube is the Bobby Lashley story. Um, yeah, so the most watched YouTube is the Bobby Lashley bit, and I find that quite funny. Um, everyone going mad about it. It's an Attitude Era storyline, and, you know, actually, I'm not hating it. Like, I'm not hating it. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. We've been screaming for Atti Attitude Era stuff for weeks and weeks, um, and then we finally get it. So, you know, and now people were like, oh my God, it's trash. Yeah, it's trash. That's the point. That is the point. It's meant to be trash, but everyone's talking about it and everyone's watching it. Like, we're still going to watch it to even call it trash. So why would they stop doing it? It's the, one of the most talked about things on Raw, which shows you where Raw is, to be fair. But I don't hate it. Um, Other than that, I didn't watch too much. I mean, it was all pre-recorded in, I mean, I could tell you, I have seen, I do know the results of Raw. I haven't watched it. Um, as I say, New Day becoming tag champions. <sighs> Just nukes the Survivor Series tag I was really looking forward to. Like, I was super hyped for that tag match. And now I'm not, which I think just... I'm just... I think I'm over. I'm almost turning heel on the New Day. 
Like I'm I'm tired of it. I'm think I'm tired of it. You know, I'm I'm tired of it. Yeah, I need Big E to just close line or or hurt Kofi and just end this nonsense. You know, just put an end to it now. I'm done with it. Um obviously Sami Zayn trying to recruit Daniel Bryan was pretty cool throughout the show. Um there wasn't much else that really stood out. Uh, they got Sasha Banks back on track after losing at Helena Sal and obviously being injured and yeah, with a pretty decent win over Nikki Cross. She looked quite she could look quite strong too. She looked quite heel like. Um shocked that Dana and Carmella are on the Survivor Series team for SmackDown. Yeah, a bit shocked. Um but it, but it made they yeah, Dana Brooke Dana Brooke looked good i mean she always has she's just never really been given a chance like and every chance that she's had she kind of flopped um and corbin v rames i don't know we're just over i feel like it's weird they feel like they're booking baron corbin like they booked roman reigns like baron corbin is just so overbooked at the minute and he doesn't need to be like for me corbin slots into that Ziggler, Miz, Mr. Perfect, you name it, like any of them sort of mid to top card heels, Corbin can be there fine. And he, you know, he can take pretty much any defeat. He can sneak a few wins. He doesn't need to be rammed down our throats. Corbin will be fine. Like Baron Corbin is a good wrestler. Um, but he was overbooked. And I've seen that match so many times, Corbin v. Reigns. You know, come on. Um... Yeah, but I'm glad he got the win. But yeah, he's just super overbooked at the minute. Like, he's just everywhere. <laughs> he's just everywhere. Um, uh, and obviously, then we find out that um, Sin Cara has asked for his release, which I'm guessing they'll just let the wrestler go and keep Sin Cara. Um, and I've just literally read, just literally read, that the Style Strong Nakamura match has been announced. Uh, New Day obviously added to that. Survivor Series, elimination matches. Team SmackDown hasn't been announced, but Team Raw is Rollins, Orton, Ricochet, Owens, and McIntyre. And that's the Raw team. Nobody else has been announced yet, apart from Banks, Carmella, and Brooke on the women's. So that's the updated card there. Um, <laughs> and I think it was funny, like Rusev saying... Um, he wanted to go back to Saudi Arabia because he makes a lot of money. <laughs> I like Rusev. Rusev's Twitter is quite funny. Like, Rusev's quite funny. Um, so, yeah. So, and also, obviously, the big announcement for, I think, straight after Survivor Series, November 24th, uh, Undertaker being on Stone Cold's podcast, I think, is is big news. Um, is big, big news. Um, I think that's quite exciting. Um, so, I think that was, uh, I think that's a good signing. Um for him i think that's a good gonna be a good podcast to do um and i think other than that hasn't really been much news i'm still waiting to see john morrison and carlito return um i don't know yeah it's just not it's not coming in um it's just not it's just not a thing is it so which is quite frustrating everything else has been quite quiet um it's been quite quiet um, obviously I know the result of Raw, so Lana's pregnancy, but as I said, I'm actually enjoying it. So I'm not complaining. Uh, <laughs> quick shout out to, uh, Impact. 
because I do like to do that. Um, I'm assuming that Tessa Blanchard's contract must be renewed. As I heard that her contract was up. Um, and she was off. But um, I, don't, I haven't heard anything else. But um, I don't think it's actually a thing. I know WWE wanted her. But she's not out of contract. Or she is. I, I just don't know. I think she'll stay where she is. Because I think she's about to become TNA World Champion. I mean, I'm pretty sure... Um, I'm pretty sure that she's going to beat the Sammy Callahan thing. I know they've really done that story to death, but I'm pretty sure TNA are going to make that happen. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's claimed that she was out of contract, but then I've heard another page that she's contracted till the summer of 2020. I mean, she's she is hot right now in TNA. I don't see any point for her to move because she can go and be that company's face for a while still. She's, you know, for the, till the summer of 2020 is a safe place for her to be um but yeah we'll have to see i can't see her working much in wwe i don't know her dad is obviously in AEW, so there's going to be that uh it'd be interesting to see yeah but we'll you know wait and see but um she's working really really well in tna like it works really really well um which is great for her because i think she's really really good um I think, you know, she obviously left under a bit of a cloud of the performance center before, but I don't see her, I don't see her going back to WWE anytime soon because, and I don't see her really leaving TNA. I think they'll throw money at her and they'll make her their star and they'll take it from there. Right. So that's what the rest of them I've watched. Um, I am also probably going to start a series. Uh, no, I'm like off camera. So there's be a series I'm going to watch. Every pay-per-view from the first one that I ever watched. And we'll discuss it a bit on the podcast. And I'll obviously we'll do some other stuff with the new co-host. Looking forward to you guys seeing him. I'm going to keep it a bit of a secret. Um, he will uh, he will return. Uh, he will return. He will debut next week. Uh, we're just sorting out logistics. Because time, time zones and other bits and pieces. Um, obviously, we've got a bit more of a new music feel. I'm going to try and keep on the Twitter podcast isn't dired we are here to stay i have been your host Derry lips sorry for the short one but as i say i just wanted to make sure that we drop something out give you a bit of review talk about full gear tell you what the plans are um and then next week the new format with new host is gonna be here i will see you all very soon peace <laughs>
never fear Pain is everywhere Even if we lost